I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. So before we jump into the episode, we just want to let y'all know that the Deadass Girls podcast wouldn't be possible without Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast, and they give you everything you need in one place for free. That's right. They give it to you for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They also got hella dope creation tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast to make it sound poppin'. They also will help you distribute the podcast. So if you want to grow the Deadass family like we do, you can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also make a little bit of cha-ching from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, to get started. Now let's get this thing rolling. Welcome back, you weight of human life. It is I, Giselle, a.k.a. Jizzy, a.k.a. Jizzy. G-Safe, because I stay fly. Ah, 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 Till I die. Ah, 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 Tonight, we're joined by a special co-host who is a friend of the show and a returning guest host who's probably been here the most, actually. Um, partly in due because Gina is out sick. I hope you get better, dude. Um, you already know who he is. I call him Trev. Trevi. He calls himself Young Jim Jones. I forgot. Oh wow! Something just lie. broke in that the was, back. Yeah, that was a lie. Oh, sorry. Trevi is Mr. Waffles. All right, this is Trevor. <laughs> Mr. Waffles sounds sounds like the name of a cat that kills people. <laughs> So you already know that voice, all right? If you didn't listen to the Dead Ass Pillow Talk episode, make sure you go check it out. Trevor, welcome back to the show. Uh, back. Great, thank you for joining us. This is the Dead Ass Pillow Talk Part Two because we are both in bed again with our clothes on. You freaks, in case y'all wondering, and we actually are playing. Well, we have Raw and playing in the background, so yeah, we're yes. just gonna. Yeah, know. speaking of Raw Pillow Talk, what, what is up with the cucking of? <laughs> One <laughs> Rusev. Listen, they gotta put a lot of O's in that check for him to agree to do something. There's a lot of zeros on that check. So all right? I know that's like, all I'm saying. Like I, I know that like everybody's been beating it over, over you know over the bush with the fucking memes and whatnot, but <laughs> that is fucking blacked raw. I mean, literally, you know. You know. 
I don't know, man. I I feel like Lana's having too much fun with this. I feel like this is probably her secret fantasy that she wanted to fulfill or something. I don't know. And I'm saying if WWE wants to make extra money, <laughs> make, a, make a put on Patreon, all right? Oh, God. That's disgusting. You want, you want to watch that? No. I mean, listen. I will say this. Lana does have the face for porn. Yeah. He has a body for porn. Yeah. Bobby Lashley has the body for porn as well. The face, no. The, but yeah. then again, how many male porn stars are attractive? Listen, when he smiles, he's the type of the person, like, he beats off staring at you. Like, <laughs> like he needs eye he, he beats off and, like, he's making eye contact. That's, that's what he looks like when he smiles. <laughs> Fucking creep. Yeah, I don't... I'm good. I mean, it's entertaining to a... Point like listen, WWE Fox account said it best. Which, by the way, shout out to the WWE Fox account. They are fucking hilarious. Like I don't know who's running that shit, but that account is fantastic. Yeah, somebody's cultured. They said y'all wanted TV fourteen. Here it is. Now a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is not Attitude." I'm like, "No, this is exactly how Attitude would have went." Actually, Attitude would have pushed it even more. You know what? You, you like. They need to let attitude ever go. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, we've had the it, moments. Yeah, like let us make new shit. Like let us create new shit. Like attitude era, we were not doing fucking Pornhub or Bang Bus. <laughs> hey, attitude era was fucking Snoop Dogg doing Girls Gone Wild. All right. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Fucking fifty nine ninety nine. Fucking late night on TV and shit. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need. I don't need. You know, Jerry King calling titties puppies or sweater puppies or whatever the fuck he used to call them so i'm good on that um i know a lot of y'all want um out of terror but no nah, i'm good i don't need that in my life no nah, we don't we definitely don't need it <laughs> definitely don't need it um but you know this is gonna be a cool little i don't want to call it filler because i actually enjoy speaking to this man on a daily basis and you know gina already got love for us but um, I guess this is kind of a, a holdover, a little aperitif for your appetites while Gina gets better. Um, and because, yeah, you know, I love recording with my favorite co-hosts. We're also putting together schedules for our year, our dead-ass year, so to speak, because there are a lot of, um, you know, collaborators that we want to work with. Um, a lot of people out there who've been showing us love in the recent weeks who we definitely want to... Um, again, work with, um, you know, put content out. We also have some new content that we're working on. So stay tuned for that. <coughs> A book. So we are writing some... <laughs> we're writing something. We're posting stuff, you know. So we got things in the bag. We got some merch ideas, okay, that we're cooking up in the crock pot. So stay tuned for that. But, um, you know, Trevor, who is way better than we are, because we don't be planning shit. We literally show up, sit down, and do shit. Um, apologies for the sirens in the back. If y'all don't already know, if y'all haven't heard from this episode one, I live in a hood, all right? I live in Brooklyn. Um, so the cops, shit is always happening outside. So if you hear gunshots and or police and or sirens, just pay no mind, okay? We're inside in the safe house. Mm. Um, you know, and we got some topics we're going to talk about not only wrestling but you know just some recent topics that um just kind of come up similar to our you know regular format so let's just get started 
over the weekend, we went to the movies. We went to see Joker. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, everyone's a little... The movie's been a little decisive, only because the media has been playing up this whole thing where there's going to be riots and, you know, shootout, and then, like, this is going to influence things. I don't think that the movie... Honestly, like, I saw the movie, and I was like, what the fuck is the hype? Like, why is everyone making this movie out to be more than it is? Like, I've seen more fucked up movies. Mm-hmm. So, I thought the Joker film was fine in that regard. Uh, I thought it was fine as well. Um, I didn't get any incel vibes. Yeah. I like, you know, what I saw um, people say. I mean, the movie has both... Hot and cold reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a really great portrayal on what the Joker could be. Um, mm-hmm. I think people who have a negative opinion, uh, I think people who have a negative opinion, they are really afraid to admit that they 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 share something in common with the Joker, mm-hmm. like the Joker. We the, the Joker is us. The Joker is the everyman. Like, we all work with people or work with someone who we all say is a few rounds short of a full clip. <laughs> you know? I mean, he was missing a lot of rounds. That's true, yeah. You know? And I don't want to get into spoilers or anything like that. But I will say that there was a lot of stuff that was going on in that movie that... um I feel like it's going on in our current state of mm-hmm. our country. Um, I thought Joaquin Phoenix was one of the... Joaquin Phoenix is a great method actor, mm-hmm. you know. Um, highly underrated. You know, there's been a few movies out there. I mean, everybody everybody talks about Gladiator, you know. But Her is a really good movie that he did. He was in Gladiator? Yeah. i never seen it, so I don't know. You know what, man? <laughs> Whenever. Wait, was Russell Crowe in that? Yeah. I still haven't seen it. But, <laughs> but okay. Uh, I, I I don't know what to, to say to you. It's just not a movie that I would watch. Well, what is a movie you would watch? Inception. There's more to life than Inception. Tenant. That has not come out yet. Still, it's going to be you a know, banger. Like someone, I heard Christopher someone, Nolan movies it, are bangers. I like Christopher Nolan, but we cannot... Christopher Nolan is not gospel. All right? Like I think there are people who love Christopher Nolan to the point that every movie that comes out, they're just like, yo, this is an automatic banger when we haven't seen it yet. Like I'm not saying pump the brakes on Christopher Nolan. I'm saying it's like You're never invited to this podcast again, by the way. I'll be back. No, you don't. I'll be back. Nah, because you've seen some blasphemous things about our man our man Nolan. I'll be back. Alright. I'm just saying. Overall, uh, I, I mean, The Joker, in my opinion, was a good movie. Um, Hollywood doesn't seem to think so. I, I feel like Hollywood is trying to blacklist this movie. Mm-hmm. In a sense that, like, when it comes time for, like, Golden Globe and Oscar. Be snubbed. Yeah, there's a potential that he might get snubbed. But both he and Todd Phillips deserve, like, credit for their work. This was a fantastic movie. And um, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to talk spoilers. But um, this movie is not for the faint of heart 
It's not a hard R, in my opinion. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. It's not a hard R. Yeah. All right. It's like a soft, like Randy it's, Orton on Twitch. It's not soft either. <laughs> it's like in the middle. Like, okay. like there's, there's, two, there's two funny moments in that movie. Yes, which, f- fuck this. Spoiler alert. All right. The funniest fucking part is this part in the hospital, okay? He's a clown. He's in a hospital, okay? And he... I'm not gonna tell the whole thing. I'm just telling you that it's fucking hilarious what yeah. he does. All right, that's one. Um, another part is this part with this little person, um, aka you know. You were about to say midget. I was because I'm so used to saying it, but I know that you know cancel culture is real, so I'm not trying to get the dead ass girls canceled yet. Like I need more infamy before we you know get canceled fully. But yeah, there's this part with a little person that's hilarious. It involves him trying to reach something. So those are the two parts in the movie where I'm not gonna lie, I did bust out and laugh. Mm-hmm. But and if you laughed any at any of the part in the movie, then you you might you're be a serial killer. <laughs> you might be a serial killer. But my thing is, okay, didn't Heath Ledger get nominated and won? Right for what an Oscar? Yeah. For yeah, for Dark Knight, and there was more murder in the Dark Knight than it was in Joker. Um, I don't think so. There was more murder in maybe Batman v Superman or... Oh, no, everybody fucking died. Or Suicide Squad. Okay, I've never seen that and I refuse What Suicide Squad did win an Academy Award? No, I didn't. For what? I think makeup or some shit. Okay, but that doesn't count. Like, that's a... Listen, you get that gold man, it counts. Okay, it counts, but it's not like, you know, people are like, yeah, I'm watching this movie because it's fantastic makeup. (laughs) okay so it's not really anyways um those are you know the joker i will say it's not that i didn't like the movie i'm indifferent i i don't know how to feel about the movie i i thought it was fantastic i think joaquin phoenix he is one of my uh, favorite actors again like you said her was actually really um one of my favorite movies that he's done and I think that he brought on this different dimension to the Joker that we've never explored. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kind of made the Joker realistic in a sense. Um, like, if anything, I thought that the Joker was more believable than Batman. In the sense that his character is attainable. Yeah. You know, he's like a regular guy who is who happens to be... Suffering through mental illness, who's having the worst of luck in his life, and he finally just fucking cracks and breaks and just... Now, I'm not saying everybody just goes out there and murders, you know, that doesn't mean everyone's just gonna fucking kill, but um, I think that this iteration of the Joker... Well, I mean, Sam Berkowitz. Yeah, no, I'm not... I mean, his dog spoke to him. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Sparky did not say anything, okay? He also had a mental illness. I don't know, yeah, well, he did, hence the dog talking to him. I don't know if his name was Sparky, though. (laughs) I don't know what his dog's name, but well, his um, dog's name was Mutt. He lived in the Bronx. I, I don't wow. know. <laughs> Wasn't he Jewish? Yeah, Berkowitz. Yeah, yeah. He probably said some. No, no, <laughs> no. no. We're not. I, I, I'm blanking on the word, but no. Shavaza. Yeah, I think no. that's the word. <laughs> Yo, all our Jewish dead-ass family members, y'all already know what that word means. 
Yeah, and if you're a minority and somebody says that, you hear somebody say that to you indirectly? You can hook off. Yeah, hook off. Because it's the N-word in Yiddish, right? You see, the dead-ass family is literate and multicultural, we learn. <laughs> but um, I, I know you gave it a, you gave it a what, a 10 out of 10? I gave it a... Nine. No, I gave it a, a. No, I gave it a four, four and a half. Out of five. Star, yeah, out of five. Yeah. I'm, I. My score is to be determined. Oh, so you want to see it again? Is what you're saying? I'm not trying to see it again. I'm just saying that's not a movie I will see again. I would. I, it's not something that I want to see again. Listen, we still haven't seen you. Were never really here. Who's in that? That that's another movie by Joaquin Phoenix. Wait, is that the one where he plays a serial killer? He plays like a bounty hunter. I yeah, think. yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard he got a standing ovation at the Cannes Festival for that. Yeah, he got a standing ovation. It's all on the stage. Like, you get a standing ovation at the Cannes, but then people are like, oh. Award season come through but, and but you know where to well, be Well, not found. even that, but so people said this movie was ass. Like, he was the only good performance. Same thing with Joker. Joker got a standing ovation at, so, I think, Venice. And yeah. So you do... Yeah, because, I don't know. I will say a part of me felt that some of the writing in the film needed work. I don't know. It was something in this movie needed a little. It's like when you cook a dish and you taste it, you like it needs a little something else, like a little umami. So I feel like the the movie needed. I don't know what it needed, but it just needed something to be like. Okay, this is perfect. I don't think it needed anything. Nah, I think it needed a little salt. No, I mean, and a little adobo. It didn't. It did not need adobo. <laughs> I saw no issues with this movie. I'm not saying there's an issue in the movie. I'm just saying. Well, that you just if, said it needed adobo. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that it could use a little extra, you know, a little cilantro on the top, a little something for garnish. All right, so you're gonna see this movie again. <laughs> Because oh what what you just said is like this movie was flat. No, I I mean it tasted like it tasted like some sort of chicken that was not seasoned. No, it's not. It tastes okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Joker tasted like a, a beautifully cooked filet mignon, but the sauce that it came with the filet mignon it needed something to it. Like it needed a little acid, a little. Black pepper, a little something to take it over the top. Well, I think you should throw this question up on your Twitter, and those who have seen it, please respond. Cause yeah, I, I, I would like you know. You know, if what? It's, I'm gonna throw it up right now. So by the time this episode drops, the question will be already out on the Twitter waves. Let us know what y'all thought about Joker. Was it the perfect Joker? Was it bad Joker? Did it need something? Like, are you agreeing with me where it needed a little Sutton Sutton seasoning? So, yeah, let us know, Deadass Family. Um, now, I know a lot of people are comparing this Joker to Heath Ledger. I don't... I understand why people are doing it, but I don't think that there is a valid comparison. There is no comparison. Because those are two iterations of Jokers that we saw. Now... If they're comparing the range that they both displayed in each movie, mm. okay, I get it. But um, Collider had brought this up where we watched, is that Heath Ledger had to give on a bang-on performance 
Because he was sharing the, sc- the screen with the main protagonist, which is Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, and plus the other, you know, side storylines. Like, we also have Harvey Dent. We had Commissioner Gordon. We have, you know, all these other characters that were central to the story. So, clearly, Batman had to shine. He was like one out of five, one out of six characters that had to shine. As opposed to Joker, he's one out of one. So, clearly, you know, people will think, oh, this is a better Joker. I'm like, well, he's a better Joker because he was he was given the time to actually explore his identity and the time to explore the story. Now, had this been a Batman movie where Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker, but the central story is Batman plus any other villain, then we would have been like, nah, this this Joker sucks. Because, you know, the pacing of Joaquin Phoenix's character, it was very methodical. It was, It was sort of like watching a plant grow it's like you know the beginning is the seed and you see the little seedling sprout and then at the end you just see you know he's not full joker yet at the end of the movie he's he's kind of coming into himself so as opposed to the joker that we saw in dark knight he was already a flower he was already bloomed he was already you know the bees were pollinating and (laughs) She's making a reference that is the relatable. <laughs> I'll say this, all right? Anyone with a dead-ass family got a green thumb, let us know. I'll say this. Jack Nicholson's Joker was a gangster. Yeah. Heath Ledger's Joker was an anarchist. Mm-hmm. And Joaquin Phoenix Joker was just mentally insane. Yeah. That's basically there, it. None could be compared to the other. And what about uh, Jared Leto? Fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> Fucking, that's fuckboy Joker. You know, like, I never seen someone get, I mean, he's another, he's another method actor, but I never seen someone get so fucking, throw a hissy fit that he didn't, they didn't give him a call for this, for this role. And I'm glad that he wasn't called for this role. Mm-hmm. Why do you, why do you say that? Um, cause you just have to go back to his performance in Suicide Squad. Now, I know that that movie was not when when it came time to fucking finally finish that movie. That movie was finished by a company that makes commercials, not that's oh, not wow, that's not scary. a film company. So yeah, it was a fire. Um, <laughs> so the end product that we got still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses. Let's change that. At Zenny.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys, for one-tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenni.com. What's just fucking... It was just like fireworks on the block. Mm-hmm. And then all the stuff that was taken out of the film. So yeah, it did hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, dude, like you're doing fucking Morbius for some by the way if y'all wondering why he said that's fives because I just showed him a picture of um, if y'all don't follow these people you have to fat kid deals they be watching wrestling they be tweeting shit but they also be tweeting hot deals on Amazon 
They got these Air Max 95s, black core purple tier nebulas for 109. Yeah. So, I'm not I'm not a Jordan head. Uh you know, I like Nike Air Maxes. Um They are nice looking. They look kind of comfy. And I like comfy sneakers. Yeah. You know? Comfy yet cute, not like them shitty ass fucking Yeezy dad shoes or whatever the fuck balance Who's coming out with them? Is it Balenciaga? I forgot who it is. That 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 colorful dad sneaker. That shit sucks. So mm-hmm. Air Maxes, Adidas has some cute um, updated sneakers. Nike too, as well. Depending on what kind of Nikes, like the Roshis. Roshis are cute for casual wear, but they're not comfortable after mm-hmm. a long time. Like after a while, your feet you're gonna be feeling all the concrete <laughs> when you're walking around. Mm-hmm. But um, let's get into Joker a little bit more just to kind of talk about the central themes, you know, what you had pointed out earlier. So one of the themes, and I think this is why I think um, a lot of the media was kind of giving this this movie such so much fucking um, flack, was because there were themes that are present to this day that, you know, we continue to talk about, but it's not shown, like the movie showed it in its in its most extreme case. Mm-hmm. But we still go through it. Even if it ranges. So in severity. Um, so one is classism. You know we see it to this day. Uh, the rich don't really care about the poor. Unless that is fucking up the rich. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just one crude way to put it. Um, you know Joker. One central scene. I'm going I'm to slip up in a little spoiler. So if y'all listening to this. You don't see Joker. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was going to a therapist or like a social worker or something like that. And, you know, the social worker was just like clearly out of it, you know, wasn't really listening to him. And she just abruptly said, by the way, this is the last time I'll see you because they cut our funding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had said like, how am I going to get my meds? And she didn't really have an answer except, oh, you know, they don't really care about us. But... You know, there's there's so many different facets of classism that we don't explore. One is, you know, from high income to low income. We also see it with middle income to low income. But we also see it within the income brackets as well. Like some people in low incomes or the working class, they look down on others in a working class because of the type of job that you're do- doing. Just like there are people who make high income who still look a look down upon other people of high income. Um, one example would be, like, you know, these big, like, a uh, attorney or uh, a bank CEO or something like that. They consider these techie, you know, tech CEOs and tech startups, they consider them to be lesser than. Because it's like, oh, you made your money of a computer. I went to school and, and I did X amount of years. I'm like, it doesn't matter how much you made your money, like... Yeah, I still make the same amount per year. It's just that this generation figured out how to make the money faster than you did and more efficiently than you did. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the working class. Like, you may have someone who's an RN, who, who's a nurse, who, yeah, she makes good money and she's going to look down upon a home health aid. I'm like, but at the end of the day, you yeah, both not doctors. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you know, Joker definitely explored classism. I'm a... A little bit, especially also with the political aspects of the movie. Like, we're not going to reveal too much, but let's just say that there is a character that we don't often see portrayed in a realistic light. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, there is a hint of Batman in the movie. It's not as big as you guys may think it is, but there is a hint of it. So, uh, classism is explored. Also, mental health. Um, you know, this. I think that they did a very beautiful portrayal of Joker as someone who's suffering from mental illness. Um, yeah, like there are a lot of us who, not me, but I know that there. I know of people who they take, you know, medication. You mm-hmm. know, whether it be uppers or downers, whatever they need to do to help them get through the day, and. You know, this guy is on several, mm-hmm. and none of them are working. Like, he's still having his negative thoughts, you know. And, like, sometimes, like, a lot of us are too poor to pay for medication. So, we go mm-hmm. to a program, and, like, that program helps us get our medication, and that program goes under because city doesn't have funding, or whatever, and all of a sudden, it's like, now you got this fucking grenade that's about to go off. Mm-hmm. And it goes off in this movie. Now, when it goes off, um, you know, like in real life, the first thing that they want to play up is mental illness. So it's like, you can't blame mental illness for things happening and not provide the resources to prevent things from happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've also, we often see with these school shootings or mass shootings or, you know, just hate crimes, just crimes that happen that, you know, captivate, you know, the United States mm-hmm. on a national level. We often play into this thing, oh, well, you know, he was a loner or, oh, you know, he had mental illness or he was schizophrenic or whatever. But it's like, okay, but what were we doing when he was, when he or she was suffering, like were they going to programs? With were, were they on medication? Were they seeing someone? Were they in a support group? Like, why is it that we are so quick to blame mental illness on when a crime happens, but when someone actually wants to reach out, you know, there's not enough resources. Like, I'm sorry, a hotline is not gonna do much. You know, maybe it might do something for a night. Or mm-hmm. for an hour or a day, whatever. But that's not that can't be your source of therapy, you know. Calling a hotline all the time, um, just like Talkspace or all these, you know, web-based therapy programs. That that might be a quick fix for someone, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be around forever. In addition, as you said, is the accessibility. It's like some of these things are way too expensive for a normal working person to be able to afford mm. on top of their other bills, you know? So it's like, yeah, sure, we want to help you, but if you can't afford it, then you on your own, basically. I mean, there are those that, like, you ever hear about, you know, someone that goes to jail and all they, like, they, they like, the, the term they can't wait to go back. Jesus, yeah, I need someone because because this is all that they you know this is their happy place. Like there is a line in the movie where he says like I was happiest when I was in the asylum. Mm. And if you if you recall the end of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, dude was happy. I mean, he was happy, but he did some fucked up shit. He well, I mean, listen, like in no way, shape, or form are you supposed to feel sorry for the shit that he's done but how he got there oh you, you realize you, you that, absolutely okay. you absolutely this, feel this sorry can happen to someone yeah like anyone mm-hmm. so 
like the the, the the I don't want like I said I don't want to go into too into detail, but like there's something that he finds out, mm-hmm. and like it's just it shakes him to his core because it it centered around something that he's been leaning on for his entire life, uh-huh. so to speak. So. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, mental illness was a central theme. And, of course, there's this quote that everyone's been fucking posting everywhere. I don't know how the quote goes exactly, but it's like, you can't act like... Oh, oh. the thing about mental illness is that they don't want you to act like you don't have it or something like that. I mean, that's, that's just fucking dumb, because if... Like... like yeah. I that's, think that's, that's I... That's incredibly I, ignorant. I get what they were trying to say, but... Yeah, I think that was a little too generalized because it kind of made it seem like, oh, well, guess what? You can blame everything you do on this. It's like, no, because some people do truly want to get better because especially, you know, people who are suicidal. It's like they're not suicidal because they want to end their life. They're suicidal because they want to end the pain and they think that that's the only way to do it, you know? So, um if you if there are certain themes in this movie that are triggering, I don't exp- I don't really think you should watch it. I mean, did we see people walk out? No, we were in Alamo Draft House. Shout out to Alamo Draft House, by the way. When you're gonna sponsor us, this is like the third time I drop your name. All right, Black Cherry Soda Hits. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I saw anyone walking out. But you know, again, it could be in other movies. People could walk out or whatever. Um. The deaths are not too gruesome. They're like normal level. What is um, this one gruesome? One? I mean, there was yeah, that one. I had to look away a little bit, but it wasn't too like. It's not like gruesome on like horror movie type. So yeah, um, one thing I want to touch on is, and you said it earlier with this incel thing. So in case y'all don't know what incel means, it means in. <laughs> It means involuntary celibacy. So, <laughs> so incel are these dudes, it's mostly men, by the way, Yeah. who, you know, they decide that, well, they say that the reason why they're celibate is because no one wants to sec- have sex with them. No one wants to sleep with them because there's these men out here called chads. Who are supposed to be like the alpha male, and then there is them who's just like a lonely loser, and they can't get the woman of their dreams, which they call Stacy's. And by the way, I've noticed this too with Incel because we watched a documentary on Vice News. They this heavily focuses on white people. I'm not saying that there's no black or Hispanic incels, but I'm saying that the way that they acknowledged everything was definitely centered around whiteness. Because they also like to drop, you know, racial slurs in chat rooms and they make these quote-unquote dank memes or whatever. And and they just do dumb shit. Um, I don't see how Joker could inspire incel culture because he wasn't really misogynist. Um, He wasn't, you know, angry at the world because a woman didn't love him. Yes, he did. He became a little infatuated with a woman in the movie. But it wasn't where he felt like she owed him one. It was more like he was lonely and he just needed human interaction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you guys out here who are trying to say, oh, yeah, this is going to promote. No, it's not. You know what promotes this is Instagram and Reddit and 4chan and all these other fucking websites where 
people be going on there posting whatever the fuck they want without any filter. You know, the the dangerous thing about that is that you may think it's dark humor and a joke, but when somebody goes out there to blow up a church, you know, shoot up a school or whatever, and, and they reference this, like, you can't blame the media for that. Mm-hmm. You know, because nine times out of ten... Most of these events are inspired by other real events, okay? Like, not once have I ever fucking heard a crime being committed because they saw that shit on Law & Order SVU. Or someone come out like, yeah, I saw that shit on WWE, so I decided to fucking... Ar- oh, never mind. That kid who R. killed his principal. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that was an isolated incident. But I'm just saying, like, how many times did we hear a crime was was inspired by a movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot. If anything, movies are inspired by crimes in real life. Movies are inspired. I mean, well, you mean like so, on some Law and Order rip from the headlines type shit? Yeah, like Hannibal Lecter. Was he inspired by... Oh, shit. Is that Seth Rollins being the shot of the fiend? Well, he said he was going fiend hunting. I, I thought he was going to go on, like, fucking... Up in the projects. Wow, look at all those air punches, man. Yeah, by the way, we're recording this while we we got Raw in the background. Um, which we we're gonna get to. We're gonna get to Seth Rollins and the Fiend in a minute. So, you know, we're gonna get to that. Um, this is oh, y'all gonna kiss? <laughs> you imagine he kisses him? <laughs> That'd be kind of weird because I feel like some of y'all freaks will be into it. So. But, um, yeah, no, I think that a lot of what we see in the media, like movies, TVs and shit, I feel like more, I feel we have a correlation of those things being inspired by real events than real events being inspired by the other way around. Yeah. So, go see Joker. That's all I gotta say. Go see Joker. It's a pretty decent film. Um, it's a, it's an interesting comic book film. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, we're going to jump into WWE shit, you know, because it's been a hot week, a hot week, hot two weeks in WWE, right? First off, uh, while we're recording this, Seth Rollins just committed arson. Definitely did. He's setting the fucking Firefly house on fire. You did say burn it down before you did it. Not, well, I mean, he burning shit out here. He really, you know, he really doing some fucked up shit, so. He's doing brujeria. He's doing brujeria. No, he he's not dating a Hispanic woman. So. Isn't he half Hispanic? No, he's not half Hispanic. It's just his his stepfather's his oh, stepfather's Mexican, oh, and he right. took over his last name. Okay, yeah, I didn't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about WWE first. Something recent that I just shared with Trev, um, the Hardy family. All right, listen, the Hardy family. They need to all go to therapy. They need group therapy and individual therapy because, you know, homeboy Jeff Hardy is out here drinking and driving, you know, fucking sipping on full fulls, tipping on full fulls, all of that. Um, you know, he got arrested again. And Beth Hardy, who was Jeff Hardy's wife, went on Twitter and, you know, she's throwing around some accusations that, you know, someone in her family leaked information to TMZ and lo and behold, Miss Rebby Hardy, you know, Matt Hardy, problematic wife. She took offense to that, so they started going at it on Twitter. Some tweets were deleted, but, you know, the power of the internet and the power of dirt sheets, everybody got screenshots. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about this? Do you think 
there's a problem here with alcoholism and how WWE handles these things? Um, there's definitely a, a problem with alcoholism. Um, I mean, we can only say get help so many times to mm-hmm. Jeff, which, you know, Jeff, get help, you know? Yeah. Um, WWE, I feel like they don't do enough mm-hmm. when it comes to this because, I mean, look at the Usos. That's true. Um, Which, they haven't been around in a while. Uh, Gina had hypothesized that they're in a program. I would hope so. It would be good if they're in a program. I would hope so. Put down the fucking bottle. All right? <laughs> yeah, because not only just your health, but what the fuck? You could fucking kill someone. Like, that's just... you. Like, alcoholism affects more than the person drinking. Like, it affects your family, your loved ones around you. It affects your job performance. Again, it affects your body, and it affects the people in the world, because who's to say that one day you get in your rental car, driving from one city to another, and you fucking crash into a ravine and kill yourself, or worse, you crash and you kill somebody else? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, WWE, they, they need to do more. Uh, Jeff Hardy should have been cut from WWE a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I know he left. To- I mean, Homeboy showed up fucking hire the kite against staying in TNA. You know, um, that dude needs, like, he needs help in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Ruby goes, listen, Matt know, Matt knows what type of woman he married, mm-hmm. okay? Um, do not fuck with Ruby Hardy, cause, like, she will drag you She self. will step to you. Mm-hmm. And that is a woman who wants to smoke. Okay. She wants. Smoke. She's begging for smoke. She yeah. Cause what else is she doing besides popping out kids? I mean, well, she was on a compound, you know. Which, yeah, there's not else. The fact do. that they live on a compound just sounds Together. weird. I know. She, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like you you cross burning. <laughs> you know, I I don't like that. I mean, last time, I I associate compound with Jim Jones, David Koresh. All right. Oh well. <laughs> Isn't that one of your nicknames, Young David Koresh? No. I did that for... It's a joke. Like, do you really sure. think... Do you really think? Like, I... Sure. Listen, people died <laughs> in that house. I'm I know. just... I don't have any bodies. Mm-hmm. All right. Hmm. I'm gonna have to report that later. Oh, well, the who? Takashi? T- nah, he's stupid. Fucking just snitching out everybody? I mean... Listen, we talked about <laughs> it in the last Judas episode. did it? Yeah, we know. <laughs> Did you listen to the last episode? No. Oh, my God. What kind of supporter are you? Silent one. That's not good. I mean, oh. We're using this microphone. Shut up. Yeah. We use, listen, anyway, we talked about it in the last episode. If y'all haven't heard it, it's called Don't Hit Up Chase. Check it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me and Jenna said it. Listen, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm not going to jail for you. <laughs> jail? There's no Netflix in jail. There's no Hulu in jail. There's no Sims 4 in jail. There's well, no Tasty Food in jail. There's rest- no dick in jail. Unless Jesus. you get raped by a fucking guard. Or, I was going to say, if you go to prison in Sweden, but... Wow. Damn, that took a dark turn. I know, I'm sorry. Wow. See, normally like, when Gina's here, I'll say something like that, and then she'll be like, wow, and then she'll laugh immediately. So I forget that sometimes not every... Our humor doesn't Listen, translate to everyone. Like, Riker's stories are crazy, <laughs> yo. Like, they yeah, are. Especially if there's, if there's, like, female officers, man. Like, fucking prisoners be out standing at the fucking gate with their dicks out and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I was also, that's, that's, to hit that that's, shit. That, <laughs> that's some 
true Harambe shit. Are right? you standing there? Dick serve. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nah, I don't care. I mean, it depends on what the situation is. Like, if it's my man and he's like, "Yo, listen, I did some shady. I need you to hide something." Fine. You know, Gina hits me up like, "Yo, you got enough? You got like fifteen gallons of lies? So I could get rid of something." All right, cool. So but- much in law and order. <laughs> If I get caught, I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm sorry, I, I really can't go to jail. This sucks. <laughs> so, um, a lot of you like, go, oh, I would never snitch. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. And then also think about it. Let's say you do take the bid, right? Let's say you do the fucking time. Are those people gonna be there for you to put money in your commissary? Are they gonna be visiting you all the time? Are they gonna be writing to you, sending you pictures and shit? No, they're gonna fucking disappear and live their life. Happy and free. No. And you're going to be in jail. Miserable. And then when you're going to come out, they're like, oh, you know what had happened? Yo, like, it's crazy. Ah, ah, ah. And then, you know, and then you're like, nah, I just. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. This fucking did 15 upstate. Where the fuck you been at? All I'm saying is you don't got to be a product of your environment. Yeah, there you go. Summarized it with a nice little bow. Here you go. So, Jeff, take that advice. Don't be a product of your environment. Get yourself clean. Think about your kids. Think about your life. You know what Jeff should do? Jeff should drink White Claw. That's worse. Is it? Nah. White you know, Claw. How many, how many White Claws Jeff you gotta Hardy, throw? who does ladder shit how on many, White Claw. How many White Claws you gotta throw back to really feel something? I don't know, fucking Jeff Hardy. I'm pretty sure Jeff Hardy needs a bunch of White Claws. And they aren't... Isn't White Claw having a shortage? There's uh, not enough well, White Claw in the I, world I did, for Jeff well, Hardy listen, to drink. I did some shopping today. I saw, I almost picked up a box. <laughs> listen, I'm 30, listen, I'm 31. I don't want to take fucking four locals to the face anymore. It's right? true, but... I like to wake up feeling good. I, I don't want to wake up... <laughs> Feeling like I need to kill myself because I, I drunk too much. Like those days, I'm done with those those days. Like I just yeah, wanna, I wanna remember days. the nights that I have out with my friends. All right, I don't want to get fucking shit faced and punch a cop or some shit. Like I don't want. Not that I ever did that, but I don't want those nights anymore. Kind of fun. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Being a Riker. No, I'm sorry. Being in the tombs on a weekend. Don't do that. Oh yeah. As a wise man once said, "It's Friday. Avoid the bookings, beloved." <laughs> all right. A wise man at these is nice on Twitter. You know, he bit that line from somebody, actually. Damn, that sucks. Um, the originator of that line was Taxstone. All right. Wait, isn't he in jail? Yeah. No, nah, I'm not quoting him. He's in jail. Well, you know. <laughs> He said that from true experience. <laughs> I mean, he lost an eye because of it, so. So, let's talk about WWE's. The WWE's. Hmm. Um, 
Actually, before we jump into that terrible topic, let's talk about something a little nicer. New York City Comic Con. We have gone for the third year. Third year in a row. I did a cosplay for the third year in a row. If y'all didn't catch it, check it on my Instagram, MFJizzy. And on Deadass Girls' Instagram as well. I went as Kay from Sea of Solitude. Mm -hmm. So it's an indie game. Um, I played a little bit, you know, a little demo and shit. But I just fell in love with the story. I fell in love with the development company who made it. Shout out to the developers in Germany who actually retweeted my photo. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and we actually took, you know, the Deadass family with us. The actual Deadass family. I took my little sister, Nessa. I took her man, um, who y'all are familiar with is JJ Mondo. You know, our uh, Twitch streamer. You gotta check him out. And we just kind of went, you know, bought some cool shit. Saw some cool cosplays. Uh, what do you like about Comic-Con? Um, just being amongst the people, you know, I like being, I, feel, I like being among my own people, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's just out buying merch, going to panels, um, everybody's taking photos. It's the one, it's the one time of year where you can walk up to a total stranger and ask for a photo. And they'll be like, yeah. And they not get freaked out. Yeah. You know, they're like, it's, it's so funny. Because it's like, a lot of people put so much time and effort into a cosplay. They're like, yes, I want to show it off. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, go ahead, take your photos. And I will say for the third, co- for the third uh, Comic Con we've gone to, I've had a pretty pleasant experience. I mean, minus the walking around, like yeah. the crowdedness that kind of, it gets hot a little. Actually, this year it was, because it was so cold, it was not that bad in temperature-wise at no. the Javits. It was pretty, there were some hot spots. Well, we we both wore wigs, so after a while. Yeah, I was like, oh, I ripped that shit off yeah, and threw sn- it in the garbage. Yeah, we had to snatch that shit off. Um, oh yeah, Trav, you didn't even tell them what you went as. Um, because I don't mention it, because like, a lot of people don't watch... Listen, he went as Common Rider. Who'd you go as? Who? Common Rider? I went as a uh, disgruntled black mom. No, he didn't. He, <laughs> <laughs> he went as Raider X? I, I went as my mom. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Your mom got pink hair? Yeah. Back in the day, she, and was, she a, wears a... Back in the day, she was a looker. Get out. That's my mom was thick back in the day. I seen the pictures. And no, not on some incest shit. So like, weird thing Not to on say. some incest shit. <laughs> Like some like creeps, you know. How come I never seen a picture of her? Well, because you don't be looking through the photo books. No, I don't be touching shit in her house. Well, when I was going through them, you didn't look. All right, when you go back over there, show me a photo. Wow, show you a photo. And tell your mom I said what's up. (laughs) Just chuck up the deuce. (laughs) Don't do that, guys. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I was what I was going to say is that people are not generally people are not rude at no. Comic Con. Um, there was only one rude experience that I had, and it wasn't me. I just witnessed it, mm-hmm. and it was it was the first year that we went mm-hmm. where um, the bathrooms were, were unisex. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and like this guy, like there were there were some trans cosplayers that mm-hmm. were there, and like there was this one guy being rude. You know, like, that was the only time that I saw any sort of negative. Other than that, like, my experience there has has been great. Yeah, everyone's generally pretty nice. And, you know, like, if you bump into someone, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. You know, people know that the costume's going to get in the way. And Mm -hmm. so it's not really, like, a madhouse. 
The only people who are kind of rude are those who are there only to buy shit for either their own personal collection or if they're going to resell it. Like, yeah. resellers, they don't give a fuck because they like, listen, I'm getting this. I don't care who wants it. It's mine. Get out of my way. So, those are the only people who are a little nasty, but everybody else is generally nice. Yeah, and people do drop bread at, at Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. I didn't because I was trying to be budget conscious. Mm-hmm. But, um, and plus, there wasn't really anything that I wanted. I mean, the main thing that I wanted, I got it, was my little Coochie Kopi, um little plushie plushie that I've been looking for because the last fucking two years I kept going they kept running out of them yeah it was an abundance this year yeah they were everywhere I was like thank Jesus even though there was a fucking Kirby Zelda that I wanted mm. but that yo that dude right right in front of me he was like yeah I'm gonna get this too and she goes oh it's the last one I'm like fucking mm. blood clots mm. But it was cool because he bought a lot of shit. So I was yeah. like, all right, he dropping money. My little sister dropped bread that weekend. Hell yeah, I'm she glad. Dropped like two fifty. I'm glad they listened because I, you know, we told them earlier. I was like, let's just save money because yeah. like, you're gonna get in there and there's gonna be shit you're gonna see. And you're I'm gonna not want. paying for that. <laughs> so yeah, she bought stuff. Um, JJ bought stuff, and it's a cool place to just like you will be surprised who you run into. Like I ran into my mailman who is like. Um, the biggest WWE fan. So it was cool because it's like we talk about WWE all the time. And then I saw him there. I was like, yo, it's cool. And then he's bringing his daughter on Sunday. So it's a great place. So if you got kids, bring them on Sunday. Sunday's like family day. It's a little shorter, so it's easier on the kiddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they have a lot of, especially Cartoon Network, they have a lot of family activities with Cartoon Network. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be New York Comic Con because... Like I've looked Just on any comic any con. any con man yeah. like the, no matter where you live like go and if you got like little siblings or like little nieces or nephews take them with you they mm-hmm. you know it is so much fun yeah like you'd be like I saw the cutest little thing I saw the little girl who dressed up like Belle and then she ran into a girl who dressed up like Cinderella and she, and she was like we're princesses and they took it's like yo like you know just the environment is cool especially cosplayers of color like you see you know costumes and stuff that you would never think you know someone like us would pull Mm -hmm. you know and then also cosplayers of any size it's like you see you know you be seeing like that black cat we saw she got hella ass Mm -hmm. like we saw this black cat she was curvy as hell i mean listen if you're a pervert like go saturday (laughs) saturday the butt cheeks would be out yeah, that's true. The you Saturday know, the, the is more when, provocative. Yeah, Saturday is out. when you see tits, you see ass, you see ankles, you see everything. Yeah, you see ankles. I mean, you know, you know, for my conservative dead ass family wow. members, you know, for my Haraji. Wow. You know, shout out to y'all. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, Saturday <laughs> is you see more like provocative cosplay i'll say that much um again cosplay, cosplay is not, is not consent. consent it is not consent so. okay so just because you see a thick zelda doesn't mean they should touch her yeah all right and also dudes just because you see a dude who's ripped out the ass dressed like he-man don't touch his body we did see two we saw like we saw three ripped dudes like we saw one dude dressed as jake the snake yeah and macho man randy savage yeah they were mad cool and then when we were leaving we saw the guy dressed as a ken doll yeah who i'm he pretty sure he was freezing his ass off because <laughs> yeah this was a cold ass day like i was surprised at how cold it was 
Which that was good because I was like, yo, I'm sweating. But after a while, I'm like, yo, I'm taking all this shit off now. Mm-hmm. Only drawback was, although I did a makeup test, I ended up getting like a few pimples from the fucking makeup that I had on. So mm-hmm. that's the only drawback. Make sure when you go to a Comic Con, all right, here here's a list of things you need to pack. One is wet wipes. You're going to be touching people. You're going to be shaking hands with people. You're going to be buying merch. Shit's going to be sticky. Mm-hmm. Bring wet wipes. Mm-hmm. Number two, bring hand sanitizer. Again, mm-hmm. st- shit is sticky. Yeah. All right? You don't want to get sick. Number three, bring napkins. Okay? So that way, like, if you got a runny nose, you got to pat your face, whatever, bring that. Fat boys, bring a rag with you, you know, in case you sweat. Just put that in your back pocket. You know, pat yourself in the temples or whatever. Number four, ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to wear face paint, please bring makeup remover wipes with you. Trust me, the make the makeup is not going to last all day. It might irritate your skin, especially if you're not used to wearing makeup all the time. So pack, you know, pack a couple in your bag. You can go to the dollar store, buy the little packs, wipe your face off, two or three of them, and you'll be good. And then you go home and then do your little skincare. Mm-hmm. All right. What was that, number four? Yeah. Number four. Number five. Bring comfortable fucking shoes, okay? I cannot stress enough. You're going to be walking your ass off. Especially if you are very inactive like I am. Comic-Con is probably going to be like your yearly exercise. (laughs) So, bring comfortable shoes. There's very limited seating areas, okay? So, just make sure that you're doing that. Um, And another thing I would recommend is bring a bag. So, bring a book bag, Bring a clear bag. Bring whatever you can bring your shit in because nothing, like, some vendors will not have plastic bags. Bring water. I was going to head to that. Yeah. Yeah, bring a, a little collapsible, like, what's the word? Container? Co- co- container or collapsible. There you go, that's the word. Like, the little water bottles that you can refill. It looks like a little plastic bag. See, I don't trust those water fountains. No, the one downstairs was super cold. I still don't trust it because, like, you don't know who put their mouth on that. No, it's not like that. It's one of the automatic ones. You just put your bottle on it and it just goes. Okay. Because, yeah. like, are you, are you It's not the, the... No, it's not. Uh, they don't I, have... You just uh, put your bottle and, like, Because literally... I saw people were refilling, like, their bottles at, mm-hmm. at there. And I'm like, I'm not trusting that. No, nah, no. Nah, it's one of like, those... That's how you get mono. The only... Yeah. Nah, the video where people were looking at lo- uh, Lollipop, that's how you get fucking mono. <laughs> White people are different. That's what I gotta say. <laughs> no person of color was in that video. Shout out to the white family members of the deadass family. All right, we love y'all, but you gotta talk to your peoples, yo. They they fucking up out here. But yes, no. So bring a bottle of water. If you're gonna bring water, it has to be unsealed, unopened, or else they're gonna toss it. Just like the you know TSA. So you can bring water with you as long as it's closed and brand new, and bring snacks because I'm tell you right the fuck now. The food trucks are always fucking crowded. And they're super expensive. I'm not paying $18 for a taco. Sorry. I don't know what vendor you go to. Um, Remember the vendors we went outside to look at? I was looking at the prices and then there's a food court. Now, I'm going to tell y'all son that I did. Me and my little sister. There's a food court. (laughs) There's this place, right? Serve us. Shut up. <laughs> Services. Okay, sis. There's this place where you line up and you pick up whatever you want from the little 
not a conveyor belt, but it's like a little hot lamp thing. So it's like they had chicken fingers and fries. They had burgers. They had, you know, shit that was like American and fat. So you pick it up and you're supposed to walk to the register and pay for it. Now, the thing is that the register, the distance from the register to where you pick up your food at is so far and so crowded that you could easily just eat your food and walk off. So my sister picked up like two chicken tenders with fries. I picked up one and I picked up a burger. And then Julie, a.k.a. J.J. Mondo, he had picked up his own stuff. And we were like, yo... No one's watching us. So I just told my little sister to just walk off. So, wow. so we, <laughs> wow, but then the lady caught me. She's like, oh, are you next? I'm like, oh yeah, sure. So I paid for a burger, which was 11 bucks and then everything else was like copped. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to keep it real. You got caught. <laughs> so glad I wasn't there to witness that, man. So we ate like maybe $60 of food for, for, for like 11 bucks. Mm. hate to see it. <laughs> Hate to see it. So I'm not condoning it, but if it if you happen to go to New York Comic Con and it happens to happen, just breeze off, man. No one's gonna stop you. It's too many people. Wow. I'm just saying, like it's crowded, and there was no security guard. Anyway, (laughs) New York Comic Con, folks. Um, I'm trying to get Gina to go, so hopefully she could come with us next year. But she doesn't like crowds, so let's see how that happens. I mean. I will say, the crowd does get to me after a while. I'm like, oh my god, there's so many people, it's so fucking hot. But it's a cool experience. Um, we're actually planning to go to San Diego next year, and oh my god, just looking at the flights and looking at the Airbnbs, we're like, what the fuck? This is gonna be an expensive ass trip. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, we're not going to Hall H or anything like that. I don't know. People be camping at Hall H. Yeah, I'm not doing I'm that. I'm good. I'm like, listen, I'll I'll check my Twitter when the shit drops, no, okay? I'm not, I'm not camping out for fucking the trailer to Schindler's List 2. <laughs> Jesus, what the fuck? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wow. It had to be that, though? They, motherfuckers camped out for fucking... Doctor Strange and shit, like yeah, nah, y'all, y'all gotta do better, guys. But let's get into the WWE topics, yeah. right? Um, it's such good shit. Not all about all that, but okay. Well, yeah. So Kofi's run ends in eight seconds. Eight was it? Eight or eighteen? It was definitely fucking eight. Oh, it it was. It started and then it was over. That was racist. That's all I'm saying. It probably wasn't actually racist, but it, I just felt like it was like. It was fucked up because it's like, okay, he gets defeated, and no more mention of it. No, oh, I want my rematch. Oh no, I deserve to be here. Nothing. It just, we just completely threw that storyline out the window. The only people who are actually acknowledging this, besides the fans, are, you know, um, Xavier Woods and Biggie. So, mm-hmm. I think it's bullshit. I don't know why we, yo, I don't understand why y'all are still fans of Brock Lesnar, like. The Brock Lesnar that we had before is no longer here. Get that through your heads. He is no longer with us. He has passed. No. Okay? That fucking shooting star press he tried to hit, that's that fucked his whole shit up. Like, he lost the identity of Brock Lesnar. I mean, really? I thought it was when he did that. He danced with the fucking mariachi. Uh, when he, I thought that was when he lost it. But, all right. You want to talk about racist? <laughs> So, I don't care about Cain Velasquez. I'm going to say this. Yes, I have seen some of his matches. 
he moves like a, a light guy for someone who is as tall and big as, as he is and for someone who's MMA, but I I'm um I don't know if I'm biased, but I don't really like this whole concept where, you know, these MMA people not too long ago they were clowning WWE. They were clowning everybody who called themselves a wrestler. All of a sudden either their career takes a a standstill or some contract dispute or whatever, and all of a sudden WWE's offering them money, more money than what they were making because Clearly, you know, Vince wants that, um, he wants to legitimize it a little bit. So he's like, yeah, let's bring in some real athletes, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, why are you guys letting these people come in and take over? Like, as a fucking wrestler, like, if if I was in a locker room and somebody told me, yo, so-and-so is about to be here, she's going to be champion, and I've been busting my ass for X amount of years, I'd be like, nah, fuck that. You're not about to take this away from me. And guess what? I might have to sign with AEW or whoever the fucking competitor is. Because at some point, again, everyone's ambitions, everyone's integrity is different. But at some point, you got to be like, this is some bullshit. Because it's like, imagine if you are your job. You got the new guy who comes in and a new guy gets a promotion before you do. And you've been there busting your ass for a couple of years. You're going to be feeling a type of way. So I get it. It's business and it's money and, you know, they want to expose this to a new audience. But... Fuck the MMA audience, okay? Y'all don't even give a fuck about your own product. So, suck a dick. That's how I feel. Um, but I mean, I didn't like how his run ended. You know, it was a, it was a good, it was a good run. I would not like it for it to have ended the way that it did. No, it was just like it was like such an afterthought. It was. Um, I, I'm definitely not on the Brock Lesnar bandwagon. Mm, fuck Brock. Um, I don't care much about. Cain Velasquez or Tyson Fury neither. Yeah, nah, um, like... But WWE, I think we forget, is the circus. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you travel on the road, you go to different arenas, you're performing these acrobatic acts, and you're just dropping, you know, little... You got storylines in between. Um, so I, I just, like, I don't... You, you hate to see, like, a lot of these guys and girls who they bust their ass to get, you know, to this to this point, And then they're doing some fucking cuck thing that they probably didn't want to be a part of. But Vince is throwing you the fucking bag. And apparently, you know... Sooner or later, like, your pride has to step into it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we like we were talking before, like, Mike Canellis again, he asked for That's his release. release which... He's, like, working one day ain't enough. I'm 34 years old. I know I can do a lot more than what's being asked of me right now. And I want to go out there and prove that. Mm-hmm. And, listen, I applaud those who had the option to sign with a big promotion and chose not to mm-hmm. because they can probably make more consistently on their own and they could probably they probably they feel like they could showcase more on you know the smaller circuits but also when you worked for the WWE you can command more money when you go to the Indies I mean sure because people are going to look at you like oh that's going to be a draw I mean sure you know that's 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 all well and good but again how much time does Mike Canellis have left before, like, his body, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you can't do this forever. 
you know, like I I think of the wrestlers as football players in the sense that like they always say that they're always hurting. Mm-hmm. They're always hurting, and a lot of these guys medicate through alcohol. You know, uh, a lot of these guys they take drugs, but there's something about constantly doing fucking dark mount matches and house shows when you know that you have what it takes physically to be up there. You know you could you, you know physically you could perform more than fucking Brock Lesnar just fucking doing fucking suplexes. Mm-hmm. And you know? a running power yeah. slam. Exactly. You know you know he could do so much that other person could do so much more. But no, they're just stuck doing this fucking weird shit. Mm-hmm. You know, what like in a sense I was kinda happy that Finn went back to NXT in a sense because it's smaller, you know, he can have a better run because, yeah, Finn won the Intercontinental title belt, but, like, the dude won the Universal title, the inaugural mm-hmm. Universal Champion and never got the chance to get it back when he was fully healed. Mm-hmm. And that is so fucking disrespectful. In my opinion. And then they try to rewrite the rules with the rematch clause, which clearly that doesn't mean shit anymore mm-hmm. now, so. You know, I mean, like, that's one thing that I've noticed over time is, like, you. I remember younger, like, there were matches where there were certain rules in place mm-hmm. that couldn't be changed. And then Hell and Soul happened. And that main event. <sighs> that main event happened. <laughs> we're jumping into that already. We are. <laughs> Because, like, let me tell you right now, the fans chanting AEW, WWE, you got exactly mm-hmm. what you deserved that night. Yeah. You know? You put out a shitty product that night. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. I did not watch the entirety of Hell in a Cell. Gina did. She texted me throughout the entire thing. I'm glad I didn't watch it. I did watch the main event because I saw the hype over the red light district ass looking light. And I was like, okay, I got to jump on this. So, um, yeah, fuck that match. First of all, that red light was not easy on the eyes. Okay? Mm. It looked good on the WWE photos. It just did not translate on TV. Like, a photo and live stream are two different things. You can manipulate the image on one and the other... And, and two, I felt so sorry for the fans who paid for this, who sitting there, who probably can't see shit. Because they're like, yo, like, there's no way you're sitting in a dark arena with a red light and a cage and you're seeing anything. No, it, was, it looked like fucking two photographers having a fight in the red room. <laughs> That's what that match looked like. Like, there's no way. I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be for effect and illusion, but it's like, it didn't really do much. Plus... Um, you know, I see that Seth went there and the brutality of it all, but, um, like, a headshot to the chair, yeah, a chair headshot, like, we passed that, we moved that, we already know CTE exists, so let's not do that anymore. Um, also, the, the ref, I don't know if that was something written to the story, or maybe the ref was like, yo, you might actually hurt him, or what? Or, I don't know if Bray has said something like, yo, I'm actually fucking hurt. Like, stop the match. But, you know, at first it was via disqualification. And then they tried to reverse it saying that it was um, referee interference. I don't care what the fucking reason why they stopped the match. 
I didn't see homeboy throw up the exes, so mm-hmm. that shit should have kept going until somebody tapped the fuck out. So, like, like, do you remember when the New Day had that match against the Usos? The Usos, yeah. And so that was fantastic. That was fantastic because that was their that was both of their first times in Hell and So, and they delivered. They delivered. They those guys went to the deliver. They went to the limit. Even when Wesson got tied up, mm-hmm. it was taking fucking shots. <laughs> I was like, oh damn. You know, like the, the like match. Said, slavery. Wow. Did the match, but did the match stop? No, it didn't. No, so, I mean, again, unless somebody was throwing up the X, you know, you don't need to stop it. So, um, I'm glad. I mean, based on everyone's opinions and stuff, and based on Gina's opinion, who I value a lot, um, yeah, Helen Self kind of felt ass. I, I heard that the Becky versus Sasha match was good, but. Um, Becky's not doing it for me, as I said in the last episode, and I've been saying, like, she debuted, it was hot for, like, maybe a month or two, and then she hasn't really been doing much of anything different to really keep up the hype, so, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. One thing I am excited for is is Bailey's heel turn, because we've been saying this for the longest, fuck this child gimmick, fuck the little inflatable things. We need heel back, uh, Bailey because Bailey has, you know, she's a great wrestler. You know, she got the yeeks. Um, she got the let me speak to your manager haircut, and she looks great. And I think that this was a perfect way to align her with Sasha. So we got heel Sasha, we got heel Bailey. Let's fucking do it. I'm mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah, what do you think? I, I definitely like heel Bailey. It's not, I mean, she's been a face for so long. Yeah, and, like everybody's due for a heel run. I mean, it couldn't be. A better time than now. Exactly. So, I'm looking forward to see how they actually develop her character and how they push on this heel agenda. Um, And, you know, while we're in on this, um, the draft. So, the draft to me is fucking hilarious because it looks like an NFL draft. (laughs) Like, they got the draft rooms, you know, they got the little draft bot in the back. I don't know what the fuck he doing. Um, I don't know if y'all cop if y'all peep, but in the USA Network's draft room, they got Shorty in the gray dress with the yeeks who keeps b- jumping up and down. Oh so, my God. you know, if y'all peep, let us know in the dead ass girls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I think it's funny. It, it gives a little bit more element of surprise and excitement. So, I like it. I mean, some of the drafts are kind of like, yeah, we saw that coming. Uh, especially since we know the rule regarding relationships. Like, people who are either engaged or married, they tend to put together. So, mm-hmm. however, I was surprised that they put Andrade in Raw because him and Charlotte are not engaged. No, but they're together. You know, they're right, and then Zelina is, is married to Alistair. Okay, yeah, that yeah. would make sense. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the draws, uh, some of them... I think they have to do mostly with Fox because, again, Fox is a big-ass conglomerate. They're big-ass business people. And they're like, yo, I'm going to pay for what I want. And I'm not going to be paying for some of these lesser-known names. We're going to pay for the people who are drawing now. So, and in a sense, people are saying that, this, that SmackDown is going to be the A show. But it's like, mm, no, I think that this gives Raw the chance to pick itself back up. Because for so long, Raw has been the A show when really it's been the A show as an ass. So hopefully, you know, now that Raw's going to be pushing towards the edgier audience, they'll be able to put, you know, better content out. And and hopefully Fox, you know, with their new input, they'll give us a fresher take on it. So 
I'm excited. I mean, I like the new schedule. I like that my wrestling is spaced out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because mm-hmm. having Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday back to back and then Sunday for pay-per-views, like, it was just too much. So, mm-hmm. And I think that also allows a lot of these people some breaks as well with their schedule. So, Yeah, I mean, but if you're that diehard of wrestling fan, then you got you got wrestling like every day of the week. Right, because you got, you got Monday, Night Raw. What you got Tuesday? I don't know what's on Tuesday. Impact? I don't know. I mean, it's some it's, it's some promotions that Something is bl- out there on Tuesday. That I'm blanking on. You got Wednesday on AEW and or NXT. I don't know what the fuck. I think Thursday is for TNA. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Then you got Friday night, SmackDown. So, yeah, if you're a diehard and that's all you watch, you know, kudos to y'all. I got a life. I got other things that take precedence. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> catch me on the flip side. Yeah. And uh, we're going to close this off with Crown Jewel. <sighs> yeah. Listen, I'm going to be at work. You're I'm going to be at work, and I'm probably going to put it on in the background. Just to see what the fuckery is. Again, listen, I don't subscribe to the network, but I'd be finding ways to find this shit illegally. Don't. I'm not telling y'all my links because... Too many people know about it, then the stream is going to crash. But anyways, I'll be finding a way to watch Crown Jewel at work. I've been watching it for the last times that they've done it because it's entertaining. It's like, it gives me something to do at work when I'm not actually doing something. But also, it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) So, I get it. The Saudi prince, he's shelling out all this, you know, 100 milli, 200 milli money. uh, You know, that, that camel money. And, um... You know, we're going to keep getting it. I kind of wish that we got Evolution because Evolution was actually one of my favorite fucking pay-per-views. I don't know why we don't have an all-women's pay-per-view when we have all these fucking bomb women on the roster. But, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, we got we got these money matches. We got Tyson Fury. We got that shit with Brock. We got fucking Hulk Hogan and Clandy and, you know, the I don't know. They're going to hang somebody, I think. Yeah, they're like, um, this is turmoil tag team tournament which there's like four teams that I knew off the back are not winning oh yeah I forgot about that yeah like B team Lucha House Party yeah uh, that Zach sounds Ryan, that sounds like, whack as hell as Gina says I call for the immediate removal of Zach I don't know what's her problem with Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins but she says it every episode I mean they're gonna be removed <laughs> like they, they might be eliminated first yeah Listen, they're making their money, alright? Leave them alone. <laughs> Listen, they're, they're in Saudi Arabia. Like, are, are they doing what, like, Instagram models do in Dubai? Ew, I hope not. Listen, if you know, you know. <laughs> I'm not, that's what I'm going to say about that. That's all nah, I'm going to nah, say nah. about that. And you know, those, those, you know, a lot of them, they like Randy Orton. Randy Orton, come to, come to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, you miss me with that shit, man. Yeah, so Crown Jewel, I don't know how this is. How long is this? Ten years? It's a it's a long agreement. I know that much. It's a multi agreement. So Crown Jewel is gonna be here to stay, unfortunately. Um. So yeah, don't be surprised if you know your mom ends up on Crown Jewel. I don't know what that meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that meant either. But um. You know, we haven't done this in a while, so I'm just going to take the time to let y'all know where you can catch us. We are on Instagram. I got one more 
thing. What? And I, th- I want you to throw this up on... Um, the Twitterverse? On Twitter. Uh, I wanted to save this for, like, whenever you were, like, doing, a, a like, a group episode. Mm-hmm. But, again, like, a lot of these independent wrestlers, like, they not only just get paid through... Oh, like the the promote their promotions. <laughs> oh, right. I know where this is going. Yeah, a lot of them have Patreon accounts. Okay. So, either current or former, who was one wrestler that you would sign up for their Patreon? Current any promotion? C- any promotion, current or former? I don't want to pay for nudes. That's the thing, but. If I have to, I might have to sign up for Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he's doing shower pics and, like, he's doing little vlog videos and he's laying in bed. I'm like, yeah, I'll I mean, it's for the, that. It's it depends on how much. It's okay. the, yeah, different tiers. Like, you Is got, it per month? Yeah, it's like you got a $5 tier. I don't want to be a creep. You got a $15 tier. I mean, you got a $30 tier. All right. $30, $30 tier, but you get everything below the belt. Oh, okay. Well, I guess... Can... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is what I'll do, all right? So, I'm going to have to cut back on my weekly Starbucks to subscribe to Roman Reigns' Patreon account. And I will do the $30 sub. Uh, who would you, you sub to? Um, It's hard, man. Oh, it's too many? There are. Cause listen, I only like I only like one. All right, top three. Top three, um, Jordan Grace. Okay. Listen, thick. Yeah, but um, she's I don't know. She's thinking like in the small person way. Um, two Nia Jax. I feel like that would be uh, okay. Sure. I feel like she her Instagram is like a Patreon. She puts up all those photos anyway, so. No. Oh, no. you want nudity? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you I'm trying to see butt cheeks. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, three. See, when, what's the name? When she was thick, yeah. Ooh. Not not anymore. Uh, well, she went by Celeste in WWE. But she's lost that weight. So, three, I'll probably say. Celeste? I don't remember yeah. her. Remember, she had, like, the... the Blonde. You talking about Caitlyn? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. When Caitlyn was bigger, yeah. Yeah, when she was bigger, yeah. Now she looks super weird. Yeah. So I probably say Caitlyn back then. Okay. Now, now not so much, but. Um. All right. Besides Roman, I would probably subscribe to Ricochet's because I know he's a whole freak. He probably be. Uh, you want see? Some you want to see butt play? Listen, he a little freak. So I know he'll be jerking it off on the cam too. Number two, number three. <laughs> that shit had. I was like, oh man. I know he a little Who plugged freak. you. Tessa. Sorry, probably yeah. Yeah, Tessa looked like she'd be, you know. Yeah, she she plugged with the fucking <laughs> aviators on. Uh, number three, just to keep it gender inclusive, you know. Uh, I don't actually, hmm, I don't know. That's 
a good question. I don't know. I was gonna say Faye Jackson, but I be seeing all her shit on Twitter, so I mean she well she actually has a picture I know she does. Um I don't know. I don't I really that's probably the top two that I was subscribed to. So like if any of them dropped it, I'll be like, Oh my god. Hold on. Yeah. Create my little account. I know Gina was subscribed to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin <laughs> Triple H Um Shane McMahon. Oh, Shane O'Mac. No, I want Shane O'Mac as my sugar daddy. Like, if he wants feet pics, I'll hook him up. <laughs> There's some weird fetishes out there. Listen, Shane O'Mac is a good-looking old guy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like... I know. Like, he looks like he likes, like, feet. feet. So, I'll, I'll send him some feet pics, you know, if he pays for my, for my um, what you call it, my pedicures. <laughs> and, uh... Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna po- I'm gonna pose that question to the Twitterverse, and I'm gonna definitely ask Gina in the next episode as well. <laughs> but again, you know, to catch us um, before we ran off into this weird topic, uh, we are on Instagram, which is at Deadass Girls. The Twitter is the same at Deadass Girls. If you want to follow us individually, I am M- um, MF underscore Jizzy. MF stands for motherfucking. Uh, and then you can also follow Gina at Ginny Bang Bang. Two N's, two Y's, Bang Bang. Um, don't follow Trev because he will probably not add y'all. <laughs> like, he has too many people following. So if y'all want to find him, good luck. All right. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, the OG, OG at the podcasting platforms. We are still troubleshooting the iTunes. And I'm not sure what's going on, but iTunes keep rejecting our podcast because they're saying that we're too explicit, which is a fucking lie because there's other iTunes podcasts out there who be saying some wilder shit. So that's something we're working on. They really said that? Yeah, like three times they rejected us talking about that the name is explicit. But I'm like, oh yeah, the name is explicit. Yeah, you got yes, it. but there's other podcasts that are called Dead Ass. Well, I mean, there's a podcast out there called Come Town. That's right. disgusting. <laughs> Just fucking Come Town. All right, so look, if Come Town can be fucking coming into the airwaves, then we can be Dead Ass on iTunes. So you know, help us fight this fight, Dead Ass family. Um, but, you know, we're on Anchor, and Anchor um, actually distributes to a lot of places like Stitcher, uh, we're on Breaker, we are on Radio Republic, um, CastBox, so we're a bunch of places, you know, wherever in the world you're listening to us, check it out, please. Oh, and Google Podcasts, a lot of people actually listen to us on Android, and Spotify, Spotify definitely number one. Um, we also have a Tumblr. We've been a little bit more active on it. So the Deadass Girls podcast. So we have a link to our Twitter. So you can actually. <laughs> Followed by a fucking ton of Russian porn bots. No. <laughs> no, I'm actually keeping on top of it. I'm trying to delete them. Sex There's... for fuck? Sex for fuck. Like, like, do you want to see me play? Like, no, I'm good to keep cross. Like, thanks. No. But no, thanks. No, we actually have some real people following us, so that's cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and y'all already know who it is. Actually, I have a couple new AKAs I wanted to try out. I don't know if it's going to translate, so let me know what y'all think. Uh, we're also doing this new thing where on uh, Tuesdays we are doing our live tweets of Temptation Island, a.k.a. Deadass Temptation Y'all already know we were captivated by the show last season, so follow us. They are fucking yeah, hilarious. Season one was lit. Season two, no, no, everybody's breaking up. 
Yeah, season two looks super dramatic, which I'm here for. So, yeah, so make sure y'all follow us at hashtag, at, um, hashtag uh, temptation. We are also on Facebook. We have it listed as Jizzy Gina for the uh, for the profile or the Deadass Girls podcast for the page. So like us, subscribe to us, drop us a lovely comment. It is I, Giselle, a.k.a. Jizzy, a.k.a. Jizzy G6. You already know why, because I stay fly. Till I die, all the time. AKA, don't look at me like that because I, 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 I want to know. All right, AKA Jizzy the applause. Cause when I run up on you, you're gonna get clapped. AKA Jizzy the cuphead. Cause all I do is run and gun. AKA G sharp. Cause I'm about that knife play. I don't think you know. That what? was real Hispanic at the end. <laughs> Let us know if you like the new AKAs. You know Gina has a million of them. She just comes up with them on the fly. They're all rude and they're all about fucking fathers. I don't know why. <laughs> and you have, um, actually, we just had our guest host, Trevor, AKA. No, just Trevor, man. All like, right, cool, I mean, just know, Trevor. I, I don't have an alias. All right, cool, fine. Yeah, I pay my taxes. I fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> And you have just listened to the Deadass Girls Podcast. Peace, love, chicken grease, goodbye. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.